0: podcast. I'm your Under the Weather host Jason Watkins and if you love college football you're definitely in the right place. So before you forget, smash that red subscriber button, like our videos and don't forget to ring the bell so you don't miss one moment of the Hall of Fame college football podcast. Happy happy new year to all my sooner family out there and all my family who has makes up the audience. For which I uh, continue to put this uh, podcast out week after week. We are so very, very close to um, becoming monetized. Um, today would be, well, as of as of now, as of New Year's Day, was the goal set to hit 1,000 subscribers? We are just a sh- a mite short, but if we so we hit that by the end of today, January first. That makes six months, um, which would be very cool. Regardless of whether we do or not, just wanted to uh tell everybody thank you very much for uh coming along on this ride with me and uh with my co-hosts, uh Coach Roy Ball and Bryce, and even some of the other guys that have, have helped out along the way, Jager, um obviously the boys from the Lone Star college football. Even though, you know, one's a Baylor fan and one's a Texas fan. Ugh. But, uh, <laughs> not really. This has been an awful lot of fun for me, um, from day one. Um, it only kind of evolved into an Oklahoma podcast because so many Oklahoma fans jumped in and really, um, embraced the show. So I really appreciate that. I expected that it would be more centered around the Big 12 and and college football as a whole. I still feel like that that's probably where it's headed. But I enjoy being one of the Oklahoma voices um, out there as far as content creators are concerned. So, again, I appreciate that from all you guys. If you would, though, share the podcast with all your friends and family. Um, Again, 26 to go we get it by the end of today we will be uh giving out um well a piece of podcast merchandise um uh of your choice so uh you know hey hit the button hit the button hit the button share it with your friends and let's hope that we get there um a lot of time we're going to be doing a lot of giveaways i believe here in the future as well in view of the fact that we should have uh some sponsorships. In fact, there's some talks about a few of them as we, as we speak now. So I'm uh, looking forward to that as well. And everything that 2023 will bring for the hall of fame college football podcast. Um, as I said, I've been under the weather uh, the last few days. Uh, the other night after uh, the debut episode for Philip Royball, old coach Roy ball. And I, um, I came down with a, crazy fever. And um man, it's just been a rough two or three days since then. Didn't even really get to watch much of the Oklahoma game. Um I did go back through and see all the highlights. Um overall, pretty excited about it. Um I'm not one for moral victories, but as we talked about in the in the podcast leading up to that, I really wasn't having I didn't have a lot of expectations about the game to be honest with you. I think that <clears throat> overall if you were to kind of critique them a little bit they should have probably won the game. I mean, you go up ahead you get ahead um 14 to 3. I believe 17 to 3 at one point as well. Um had some opportunities to kind of put it away and uh let Florida State get back in it. Then of course, you know, you had but you had and you know, then of course there were some definitely some mishaps here and there. You had a, a fumble by Gavin Sawchuk, but in and, an inopportune time, really. But I hate to, you know, kind of stick that to him. I, I feel like that's one of those things that, as I kind of heard on the Horns Down podcast, it seems like one of those things that he's going to, it's probably going to benefit him in the future, that he's going to make sure to secure that football a little better in the next time um, when a big game's happening. Um, he showed a lot of flashes of, being very, very good. Um, Javante Barnes also uh, kind of showed us how capable he appears to be, to be the lead back uh, for the Sooner program moving forward. And when you consider the fact that you've got two of the country's best running backs um, signed and ready to go for the 2023 class, um, what, a bright spot that appears to be for the OU program. Um, <clears throat> I would also say that I think that Dylan Gabriel also had a good game. You know, he made some good throws. Um, he did make some mistakes. It seemed like to me he probably held the ball a little bit longer, and that's kind of been one of the – if he had an Achilles heel in my mind throughout the season, it was probably that, maybe holding to the ball a little long. Um, but he sure did deliver some throws – um on the money to uh Farouk, also to obviously to Marvin Mims. Um there were some big plays. So and then you also had some big plays uh being made by Danny Stutzman um and a lot of the guys on the on the Sooner defense. Um and really they were kind of overmatched when you consider the secondary um some big big wide receivers out there with small corners. So you see that to me it only adds up as to looking like it's going to be a really good um this recruiting class is really going to benefit this football team. Um obviously you'd like to see some of these I mean that's another less than one sc- or you know one score loss, you know this is another three point loss and uh, you kind of hate seeing that. That is now out of seven losses, that's five of them that were, you know, were from one score. Um, and I think four of them less than seven points. So, you know, you're hoping the hope would be that you obviously, you know, learn to win these football games. But that being said, I, I said going into it, it wasn't something that I had expectations about. Um, and the truth of it was when you're looking at a number thirteen. And, and whether you want to call that overrated or not, for Florida State, be my guest. I think that Jordan Travis proved that he's a heck of a quarterback as well. They had a solid team. They and they had generally their team was intact, um, whereas Oklahoma had to play a lot of different uh, different players. The offensive line was very inexperienced. Uh, of course, giving up seven, uh, eight sacks in the game. Um, OK, so I would think that, you know, there's a lot to look forward to and all of that. In any event, um, we'll get into that more just a bit more over over the coming days. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to to jump on the uh, Horns Down podcast with my guy, K. Chris and uh, those those guys afterwards just been too sick. I had a, a temperature of about one hundred and three that night, so just wasn't really going to happen. Um but, uh, I enjoyed watching them as well afterwards, or in fact, I watched it yesterday. So just to be honest with you, I didn't really watch any football until today. Really glad I watched football today, feeling a little bit better. Um, you know, I've been taking antibiotics and, uh, just staying, staying rested. So, but, in I, I probably shouldn't be making a podcast right now, but I wanted to tell everybody happy new year and, um, Kind of go through what I saw today, which was just, wow, what a CFP um, semifinal round we saw today. Particularly out of those TCU Horn Frogs that nobody seemed to expect to even be able to hang around in the game with Michigan. Not only did they hang around, they won. And they were in control for the better part of the game as well. You know, they withstood a big comeback bid by Jim Harbaugh's Wolverines. They took the best that they the best punch that, that Michigan had and delivered their own blow to knock them out. Can't say enough about the job that Sonny Dykes and TCU uh put together this season. For a lot of the naysayers on the Oklahoma side <coughs> that want to use TCU's um, ability to make a run here with a brand new coach and, and, and compare that to the Oklahoma football team. I would say that that's very short sighted and you're not going to get a lot of play from that here. Um, I feel like that goes to show you that things can turn around very quickly. Um, I think that you could also say the same thing about Tennessee this season, you know, after going seven to six a year ago, they were in contention to get into the CFP all the way until they lost their starting quarterback right towards the end of the season and uh, losing that game to South Carolina. That being said, um, again, I just really feel like the future is definitely bright for OU, and uh, so I don't want to go too much into that. But I just wanted to say congratulations to Coach Dykes um congratulations to another former sooner in the wide receivers coach um you know malcolm kelly and uh way to go TCU you know way to way to represent for the Big 12 you know to come through and uh put a stamp on the fact that that was that the Big 12 absolutely was the most competitive conference in the country this season um never mind the fact that the bowl season hasn't looked very good at all as far as the big 12 is concerned, I understand that. And we could sit here and make excuses about that. If you want to, there's really no point in it. Um, in the end, the, <clears throat> the cream rose to the top when it came to TCU, they did what they had to do. Uh, aside from that, you know, they lost basically by, you know, about a half a yard and, and really, As I said before, when they lost that Big 12 championship game, I felt like Max Duggan got in on the third down play um, with the sneak that they, you know, the the replay was inconclusive on it, but it seemed to me like he had gotten in live. Neither here nor there, they avenged for it. What an amazing season by Max Duggan himself. You know, he wasn't even the starter coming into the season. Um, The starter was hurt in game one. And then by the time he looked like he was ready to come back, he had just engineered a huge win over Oklahoma and backed it up with another one over Oklahoma state, two of the preseason favorites to win the conference. They continued to win throughout the season in games that people didn't expect them to win. So, uh, good for them. Amazing, amazing, um, turnaround for coach Dykes. I think that, uh, He's been kind of underrated as far as coaches are concerned. He's He's been around the block a little bit, um, coached at Cal, coached at, what was it, Louisiana Tech, did a great job at SMU. He was beating TCU uh, for the past few years before he got the job there. Uh, so it was, to me, I, I think that you have to give him his props, and um, I certainly do. <clears throat> Moving on to the nightcap, another amazing game. A game that I honestly, I think kind of coming into it, I definitely, you know, I'll I'll admit that I said that Georgia was probably going to beat the brakes off of OSU um, because I just don't really think that much about the Big Ten and particularly outside of Michigan. Um, I just don't. Now, what I would say is is that I was wrong in that regard. I was definitely wrong in that regard because – To be honest with you, when you when you take a look at it, uh, what Ohio State was really good at, it was going to be in their favor for this game. I understand that it was in Georgia, in Atlanta, that is, you know, not too far from where the Bulldogs are, you know, their campuses. So definitely a a home field advantage for Georgia. That being said, indoors, uh, out of the elements, With an offensive juggernaut like what you have in Ohio State, it lent itself for them to be able to be into a shootout game like you ended up having. And um, they very nearly did everything they needed to do to win it. Something that you start looking at too, though, this is back-to-back games that, uh, that vaunted Georgia defense has shown cracks. They gave up over 350 passing yards tonight to C.J. Stroud. Um, even gave up a lot of scrambling yards uh, to him as well. And this is a quarterback that doesn't really run around a lot. So, uh, so I mean, their, their defense definitely showed some cracks in the facade there for a little while. But, uh, But in the end, you got to give it a lot to Stetson Bennett because he did not look good at times during that second half. But to come through the way he did, In the last few drives there and when they needed to have scores, um, that was huge. Uh, You almost felt like, well, and it almost was too much time given um, for Ohio State to get down the field, get themselves into field goal range. But I got to tell you, the look on uh, the kicker's face whenever Kirby Smart called that timeout to ice him, it was anything but um, confident as far as I could tell. Um, it definitely wasn't a look of confidence in my mind. So, big win for the Bulldogs, and and you w- you got to say that one thing about it is is there's probably not a harder thing in the world to do as far as sports is concerned is to defend a championship, particularly in in major college football where you know the the differences between winning it and even just getting to the playoff is so minuscule. Um, you know, there's there's at least four or five teams that very easily could have been in this playoff and could have been making noise in this playoff too. So for them to be able to have a chance to defend their title in 10 days uh, is uh, pretty special for Kirby Smart and his program. Um, again, he's starting to look like he may be the new man on the block when it comes to major college football coaches. We'll find out. Um Can TCU win, uh, beat them? You know, you'd like to think probably, I'd like to think maybe they could. Uh, It's hard to believe that they could. When they came in, chosen to finish like seventh in the Big 12, Um, new coach, new staff, a whole nine. (laughs) What they did do very well was, the transfer portal. They they worked the transfer portal very well. They held on to some very key players, including Max Duggan. Um, you know, that what the things that they did very well um worked out very well. And on top of that, the fact that some of their core players on that defense that have learned defense from Gary Patterson. And you gotta give Gary Patterson a lot of credit for what this team was able to do defensively throughout the season at times when they needed to like in the Texas game at Austin when they basically shut down the Texas offense. Um, and you don't see that happen very often with any Steve Sarkeesian offense. So, um, you know, all kudos to them. And even, you know, I would say that, you know, obviously Gary Patterson being a part of that Texas team, that was tough on him. But but I think that if tonight he would probably be uh, – my guess is he's got some pride about what the team accomplished. So um, congratulations again to TCU. Do I feel like they can win? Uh, If it just looking at it on paper and what you expect and after what you've seen for the past couple of years out of the Georgia Bulldogs, I'd say no. After what I've seen out of the TCU Horn Frogs throughout the season, though, how the hell can you say no? These guys just continue to go out there and win games that they shouldn't they've been doubted week after week, game after game, and all they do is go out there and find a way to win. I think uh something I saw on game day uh earlier today Her- Herb Street was talking about they can't afford to get behind and I agreed with that. Um throughout the year you saw TCU kind of get behind the uh of a team, you know, and then come back, find a way to fight their way back and win. They were down 18 to Kansas state the week before that they were down 17 to Oklahoma state come back and win both games. Uh, they did it again against, uh, let's see, there was, there was at least a couple of more games like that where they fell behind in the game and came back and found a way to win it. So to me, you got to kind of tip your hat to them. Uh, the Baylor game, they did the same thing. You got to tip your hat to them. But today, when they needed to get out there and jump ahead, they did that, Um, which goes to tell you that, you know, these guys believe in what they are and what they do. So it's kind of hard to doubt their ability. Can you expect them to win? Probably not. Would it surprise you a ton if they did? Probably not. Um, I'm going to reserve my pick. I've got 10 days to worry about it but uh we'll be doing definitely be doing a a a pre championship pod uh to talk about that beforehand so I'll let you know what my pick is then but uh, listen I at looking at things the way I did today um I certainly would not count them out and um and for all the the flack that I've given Ohio State throughout the season yeah I'm not I'm not taking it back I still think you suck but uh anyway all right <clears throat> Thanks a lot, guys. I just wanted to jump in and do that. Please, please, please. If you are already a subscriber, thank you. Thank you so much. But if you're not, please hit that subscriber button and like the videos and, uh, help us to reach our goal of getting monetized. And, uh, I'd appreciate that a lot. Uh, again, thanks a lot for coming on this journey with me so far. I look forward to what it's bringing us in 2023 and, uh, again, happy new year to everybody um can't wait to uh can't wait for everything that's coming for all of us this season have a good one